welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast as wild as Mike Leach's tweets. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I am joined by the brother who got our dad steaks for Father's Day. That would be me, Ryan Newman. <laughs> and I'm joined by the other brother, who also got our dad steaks for Father's Day. <laughs> that would be Trey Newman. <laughs> Mike, Michael, what'd you get him? I, I, I'm glad you asked. I got him steaks yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> we really got to communicate better. Yeah, guys. we didn't coordinate that one very well, but what else do you get him? I know. And all three of us got our mom a vacuum cleaner for Mother's Day, too. All so right. Was, all right. <laughs> that was way overkill. Oops. <laughs> um, before we start the show, though, I want to remind the new listeners, because I have seen that we're, we're getting more and more listeners throughout the offseason. Nice. Make sure to go in your podcast app and rate us five stars. Okay, so this episode, we are going to uh, start by catching up on all the news we've missed since we last podcasted, and later we're going to have uh, a few Twitter questions that came in. We'll start with the new NCAA rules. So the redshirt rule has been amended. Players are now able to play in four games and still redshirt, so... This is obviously a huge change. What uh, what sorts of ways do you think coaches are going to take advantage of this? Yeah, this is a uh, huge news, and I'm first off. Let me just say that I really like this new change. Um, yeah, me too. It really it, it seems so stupid. Where a, a, if a kid played one second or just one play, all of a sudden that whole year is gone for them. That just yeah. was completely completely unfair. Um, but ways the coaches will use it, they're obviously. I think they're going to play guys maybe more at the beginning of the year just to see if they're ready for it, see how they react to a game environment, see if they can handle it. Um, and if they don't handle it well in the first game, that's okay. They're, that's They won't cost them a year. Uh, there's going to be games where, especially early, or there's just blowout games where the game's not even close. It's an opportunity to get a true freshman or somebody like that some some playing time when normally you wouldn't be able to do that. Um, and then the, the main thing is just late in the year, there's some key injuries or your team's just not doing that well. Um, you can put them in for the last three or four games, and uh, it's, so it'll, it'll help with depth that way. But it just, it just seems right, you know? Yeah, I think the only, the only negative to all of this is the, for the, for the walk-ons um, gives them a little less opportunities to play. I mean, I, really? don't, I don't feel bad for them, but it's just something to, if I was looking for a negative out of this, they might not even make the travel roster because of this um, in certain spots. But I agree with all your points, Ryan. That's going to help those underachieving teams uh, towards the end of the season. They might put their guy in, whether it be a quarterback, running back, any other position, just kind of see. They might also do it where it might be a help in game planning where they, in a big game, they might, let's say it's a quarterback, they might add a wrinkle at quarterback for, they might put a package of plays in for uh, a quarterback they weren't expecting on the other side. So something like that could uh, could be beneficial. But I overall, I like the rule. I, I agree with both of you guys that it's definitely a good thing. I'm a little surprised that they went up to four games. That seems that's like yeah. a third of the season yeah. for a lot of teams. So it is a lot, but I'm in favor of it, though. I, I immediately looked to the best teams schedules because obviously the really good teams, I guess early and late in the season, they might put in some freshmen. Alabama in uh, their 11th game plays against the Citadel. So yeah. <laughs> we're going to see all the freshmen in that game. So that's that's fun. I mean, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, that's true. SEC does that where they have that open week late in the year. Right. I like it. Yeah. 
Uh, there's also a new transfer rule. So now players do not need to request permission to transfer. Instead, they just notify the school and the school puts them into a national database. So any coach around the country is free to contact them. What are your guys' thoughts on this change? Really, no problem with me. Uh, I, I don't mind this at all. Some of the restrictions that coaches, schools, conferences put on kids, it was becoming a little silly, if you ask me. In most cases, the players that were transferring, they were transferring because they weren't getting the playing time. So if they're not good enough to get playing time on your team, why worry about them going somewhere else where, you know, how some of these coaches would block transfers? So I, I'm in favor of this. No problem with me. Yeah. I mean, I know some conferences like the SEC, they don't let you transfer within the conference, right? Is that, is that still? Yeah. Conferences can still kind of put more restrictive right, rules exactly. in place, which I don't like, but yeah. So it, is it, I don't feel like this is that huge of a change then, is it? Like, it's just, what's the, some the conference? I, I think, didn't you used to have to have permission to talk to other certain schools? Now it's just kind of, I think, a, a free-for-all almost. Other than the conference rules? Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, it seems better to me. I think kids should be able to go wherever they want to go. I agree. Yeah. Why should you... You should be able to transfer wherever you want. If you want to yeah. go school, go to school somewhere and play football, Yeah. no coach should be able to stop you. Academically, you're able to do it, then go for it. All right. So, Ryan, I, I'm interested to see how you feel about this next bit of news. Brett McMurphy reported that will be there will be three new bowl games added in 2020 <laughs> so there's now going to be 43 bowl games 65 percent of teams will go bowling what's uh what do you think are you gonna have a hot take I for mean, us yeah real hot take um stupid what is i mean this is getting ridiculous <laughs> i knew i could count on you uh, it's gonna be a participation event now like everybody's okay. gonna go to a bowl okay. game okay i it's although there, i will say there might be a, a bowl game or two that might uh, go belly up by the time 2020 rolls around so and it they are adding d1 teams like every year it seems like so it's yeah and outside of the playoff none of the bowl games really mean anything anyway they're yeah, just for fun and yeah, yeah who the difference between 40 and 43 bowl games who cares it's and it's fun for the athletes it's fun for the students they get to go travel to some cool place and it's on if if you don't want to watch it you don't have to ryan but i know you're gonna watch so you're going to like it. Yeah, I'll watch. Yeah, I'm a huge... Inject all of the bull games into my veins. <laughs> yes, it, I agree. I mean, it, yeah, it's a little ridiculous, but at that point in the season, in December, early January, I'm grasping for any last football game to watch, and I love them. So I don't have a problem with this. I don't want it to be, you know, every team go, but I, I don't mind adding a couple more. All right. Oklahoma State Athletic Director Mike Holder appeared on the Pistols Firing Podcast And after complimenting Gundy's coaching ability, said this, I would approach recruiting a little differently than he does. I'd want to finish higher in those recruiting rankings than we consistently do. I think that ultimately puts a ceiling on what you're able to achieve. I think sometimes we settle when we don't have to. And Mike Gundy, as as he does, later responded on Twitter with some emojis. Uh, So now this is, of course, a big story. What what did you guys think of Holder's comments? And do you think it's valid? So... I, I I do see two sides to this. I, I think one that the media only looked at this as a knock on Gundy and not really acknowledging that he might have a point. Now, as the AD, he probably shouldn't be saying something like this publicly, but of course you want to finish higher in the recruiting rankings. Like, what's the harm in that? But, you know, with that said, you've got to be careful with, for what you wish for. 
what Gundy has achieved at in Stillwater at Okie State is remarkable given their weak history, you know, prior to even less miles. So if I'm the AD there, I'm probably not ruffling any feathers. Uh, Gundy consistently puts a great product on the field. They're always right in the mix for the Big 12 almost every season. So, you know, his position, I, I might watch what I'm saying, but I don't see the harm in his actual comment. Yeah, yeah. The actual comments are fine. He just shouldn't have said them <laughs> yeah. in public. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, he's he's the best coach they've ever had. He's doing a great job. They they finish in kind of the low 30s on average in recruiting, which you do wish that they could do better. And, and it does kind of make it difficult to realistically compete for playoff spots. But I mean, yeah. it's it's probably hard to recruit to Stillwater. So, yeah, I uh, yeah, I see both sides as well. I think he's right. Uh, I mean, I looked at the, at the 247 team rankings in the last four years. That's they're average. <laughs> okay. Well, this is these are facts coming up here, Gundy. The last four years, their team ranking for the, their average was 39th uh, in the nation, which is around sixth in the Big 12 if you average it out. So to me, that's not good enough for them. I mean, especially given the success they've had lately so there should have some pub, pub you know positive publicity and their location i mean i know it's still water but it's they're still pretty close to a lot of talent texas and oklahoma has a lot so yeah they compete with ou and texas but there's more than enough talent around them to finish in the top 25 at least top 30 i would say so he can improve it's what's holding them back from actually winning a big 12 championship they just don't get that top tier type talent they can get better I mean, maybe holding them back from consistently competing for the Big Twelve Championship, but they had they went what twelve and one a few years ago. They went yeah, I think eleven and two. So I mean, they they've been and I saw I think I went through. They've been in the top ten at some point in like six of the past eight seasons, something like that. So wow. they're right there. But imagine yeah. what he'd do with better talent. Yeah, there was uh, I saw a comment on Reddit that the problem with Mike Holder's comments was that. He didn't close the compliment sandwich. I was going to say. Yeah. He complimented him, and then he said the, the bad recruiting thing, mm-hmm. and he just let it hang out. It was a compliment panini, basically, and that, that's not good <laughs> enough, I guess. No. Or not a panini. What's, what's something face. like? You just, what's that? A flatbread, maybe? The open face. No, yeah, the open face sandwich. Right, yeah. There you go. That's, it's, that's not good. You can't do that. <laughs> Let's move on to some quarterback news. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot here. So Clemson quarterback Hunter Johnson, a former five-star recruit, has decided to transfer to Northwestern. So, guys, that uh, new facility, Ryan, that you trashed is already paying dividends. I'm sure that's what what got him there. Yeah, big. Yeah, I'm sure that's what drew him to Evanston. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's gonna have to sit out next year, of course, and then he'll be a redshirt sophomore with three full years. How big of a deal is this for Northwestern? Yeah, I think this is a, a very big deal for Northwestern. Uh, I mean, just last year, 2017 recruiting class, he was a nationally top 25 ranked player. And Northwestern doesn't get these types of talents very often, if ever, really. So he's got a ton of talent. He'll have more talent than any other QB on Northwestern's roster. And as you said, Thorson will have one more year. And then he's going to have three more years after that for, for Hunter Johnson to, to take over. And I think he's going to do great. I would expect him to do real well. Yeah, I think it's a real good get for Northwestern. It gives them a nice future at quarterback. Fitzgerald's really trying to capitalize on their successful 10-win season that they had in 2017, and this is a good building block for it. Yeah, and I, I think he might even be better than than Clayton Thorson. I know we really haven't seen much of Hunter Johnson, but Thorson seems like one of those guys, he's 
he's getting I think he's getting mocked in like the first round of the NFL draft which kind of reeks a little bit of of Josh Allen not quite to that extent but he's got all the physical tools but the stats haven't been great for Thorson kind of has a prove it year here well who was Minnesota's QB last year that was getting the same thing um who's that Minnesota's quarterback last year um the year before going into a senior year like Vicramontes that guy or no 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 like just this past was it two years ago maybe god what's his name he was he was not good at all like he could not throw but he had the measurables <laughs> pretty sure he could throw he had the measurables he was like 6'3 230 but he and he was getting mock draft into like first round just because of that god what was his name it wasn't Mitch Leidner was it I think it was yeah yeah Leidner yeah good job Trey yeah good 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 one Trey but it it was that Mitch Leidner was getting projected like high first round and he couldn't even throw <laughs> <laughs> is he a better throw than Kellen Mond at least well, who isn't? <laughs> wow. I mean, man. Wow. <laughs> Just had to tee that one up for you. Thanks. Um, Virginia Tech starting quarterback Josh Jackson, who I think I said was the most overrated on Athlon's list. Obviously still good, but he was dealing with potential academic issues. It was kind of up in, up in the air the last week as to whether he might be ineligible. It was just announced that he's eligible, so obviously big news for them. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing, like... It came up a few, like a week ago that there was some academic issue, and then a week later it's solved, and now it's good. It's just, I don't know, it's weird. Uh, don't slander him. Don't slander him. It's a weird story. <laughs> Next bit of news, Wake Forest head coach Dave Clawson announced that starting quarterback Kendall Hinton and tight end Thomas Cole have each received a three-game suspension for a violation of team rules. So my question is, how do you guys think this impacts Wake Forest's playoff chances? <laughs> greatly this is this is a dagger in that for that <laughs> wow yeah otherwise they were my dark horse uh no but it's a big deal i mean they were already losing wolford so they're gonna be playing a guy that was his backup last year and didn't play a whole whole lot so now they got nothing you know they have jamie newman or sam hartman and i jamie look- newman hmm? any relation to the college football bros maybe he's six i think he's six four two thirty black so yep yep no that just like me so. yep. yeah <laughs> looks just like trey so anyways i don't know those two who those two guys are but they have no experience so that's a big deal their first three games are at tulane towson and boston college so tulane could be tough boston college is certainly that's the matchup in the acc where you know those teams need to beat each other to try to make a bowl game usually so that's no i think it's a big lot and wake forest should be pretty good this year so it's not as if they're the cellar dweller that maybe we're used to wake forest being obviously they're really good last year and clausen is a great coach and has things going in the right direction there so yeah that could be a costly uh if if they lose to boston college that could prove costly i mean they'll still probably make a bowl game since you know everybody and their mother makes a bowl game now but (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get to uh some twitter questions at yihan ala 04 asks who will be the next Power 5 head coach to accept an NFL head coaching job? So I'll start here. The first kind of name that comes to mind is Jim Harbaugh. Of course, his name's always thrown out there. And he tends to maybe wear on fan bases or at least on administrations. I'm not going to go with him, though. I think he's going to be at Michigan for the long haul. I'll go Chris Peterson. Ooh, wow. Things are souring a little bit in uh in seattle pete with carroll. pete carroll and the seahawks mm. so maybe if he gets fired in the next couple years it would make a lot of sense for the seahawks chris peterson kind of seems like a 
kind of a Brad Stevens type, like the Brad Stevens of football. He's yeah. Successful everywhere. Seems really smart, non-controversial, just kind of seems like he'll get the job done. So I'm not sure if Peterson would be interested, but they could throw him a lot of money. I like that one. I didn't think about that. That's that's a good pick, Mike. I could see that. I could see that someday. Yeah. Yeah. Carroll Carroll's kind of bought himself some time there, I think, but even though he's the oldest coach in the league, but yeah, still. Um I'm going to go I, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like any of these guys are right there to get it this year. It doesn't it there's no I don't know, it just seems to me like there's no Nick Saban's like ready to go back. I guess it could happen anytime, but um What about I, Herm Edwards? Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I thought about I thought about him. Um, I'm going to say just because they're going to do really, really well and maybe he'll want a new challenge eventually, but Kirby smart at Georgia. Yeah. Maybe he has a Nick Saban type of moment and wants to try out his coaching ability in the NFL after a few really, really good successful years at Georgia. If he wins a national championship, that might actually help his case and make him want to go to try to do something different. So I'll just say Kirby smart. I was kind of thinking the, uh, that Ohio state Michigan rivalry. I mean, Say Urban has another successful year. They maybe they go to the playoff or they win a New Year's Six Bowl. Like he's getting to a point. It's like, okay, what more is he going to accomplish there? I'm not saying he doesn't like college, but he might might look for the next adventure. But I really do have to go to Jim Harbaugh. Most most people coaching at their alma mater, I'd say, pretty much no way they leave. But we all know Jim Harbaugh isn't your average coach or personality. Yeah. And I just feel like he has a chip on his shoulder and he wants to win a Super Bowl. He was so close with the Niners. If Big Blue has an underachieving year, the fans might rumble some more, even though that's probably ridiculous for them to do. So I think I think Harbaugh's gonna 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 bolt here one of these years. All right. Uh next question at Stephen Hamner and he asks, what is y'all's favorite which by the way Y'all's <laughs> I don't think any of us have ever said that word, uh, you know, non-ironically. So I've certainly never typed it. Yeah, so I may be saying it wrong. Uh, we are Y'alls. the least so- southern people you will ever meet. Um, well, did you see the, the Mississippi State College World Series video today? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Everyone needs to YouTube this if they have not seen it. <laughs> what did he uh, say again, Trey? He said... His wife's boyfriends sold his prosthetic leg for him to get there to college to to Omaha for the College World Series. He was like, and he said it all with this total straight face. They get a little time alone, and I get to come here to the game. Oh man, <laughs> that was great. All right. Anyway, okay. back to Stephen's question: What is y'all's favorite non-Power Five conference to watch, and favorite non-Power Five school to watch? He says, I love me some hashtag Maction, even though I live in Texas slash full Texas slash Florida. Lives they produce places. not only good players at the next level, but also great coaches. Yeah, Ryan, I saw you kind of looking at that Texas and Florida. This guy seems like a baller. Yeah, uh, Texas and Florida. What's who's a squad? I wonder. I don't know. We'll have to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a good question uh, for for conference. Maction Maction is great uh, because of that midweek viewing. Granted, if it was on Saturday or Sunday, or I mean on Saturday, I probably wouldn't be watching it as much. But uh, but I do love it uh, during the week. But I enjoy watching the Mountain West. Yeah, they always have some fun offenses. They have those exciting late night games on Saturday. You know, take Boise, put Boise aside. Over the years, I've enjoyed Hawaii, Fresno, Colorado State, Nevada. You know, you name it. 
it's a deep conference that doesn't have too many gimmies. So that's that's my conference pick. Who, who's uh, who's your conference pick, Ryan? Yeah, I actually agree with you. I, I like the Mountain West as well. Obviously, we're from the West, so that kind of adds to it. But the Mac, it I don't know. I, it just doesn't move the needle for me. Um, the Mountain West produces good teams. You got Boise in there. You got SDSU. You get those late-night Hawaii games, which are fun to watch. Um, so I, I'm with you. I'm a Mountain West guy. For me, I love watching great offenses, so that's why I'm going the uh, the AAC. You've had UCF, Memphis over the years, Houston from a few years ago. Yeah. So AAC for my conference. As far as my favorite team, they're also in the AAC, but uh, Navy. Oh, that's my uh, team. Just because they've got that unique offense. They're consistently, at least lately, been pretty good, too. So Yeah, I, I, I agree. I said Army, Navy, Air Force just because I would huh. like watching their option yeah. offense. So. That, that's exactly what I said. I said Navy because I just love watching their style of play. And, you know, it's just something kind of cool watching Navy. It's in our blood, I guess. Yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, at C.E. Hildebrand asks, how much has the change from the Pac-10 to the Big Ten affected Harbaugh's offense at Michigan? Stanford went against the grain in the Pac-10 under Harbaugh. That style, though, is what essentially half of the Big Ten runs. How much of his success at Stanford is due to just being different from the rest of the league? I think there might be a little bit of a over-exaggeration on this, but there there might be a little bit of truth to this statement. Generally, the Pac-12 is not as prepared to stop a offense like Harbaugh's. Having said that, I think the Andrew Luck factor was a huge thing for him, just having a yeah. top top quarterback best quarterback in college by far is a huge huge deal if Harbaugh had had Andrew Luck at Michigan the past few years no doubt they would have won some big games maybe made it to a playoff um so I think that's more of the reason rather than just switching the conferences but there there is an element of truth to that I think another reason is just I think the Big Ten is just a better conference so it's harder to win you got Ohio State to deal with you got Michigan State Wisconsin Penn State, you got these teams are always really good that he didn't have necessarily have to be. He had to compete with USC while he was at Stanford, but other than them, were they nobody else was really elite. Oregon was pretty good too. Oregon was pretty good. That's true. But but yeah, they would beat them. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. I don't think it's his offensive scheme that's holding him back. I think he's just been in need of a of a solid quarterback at Michigan. I I really believe he's going to get it. It might be Shea Patterson. It might be McCaffrey. We don't know, but. And I totally agree that because even back then, Ryan, the Washington wasn't wasn't good at all when he was there during his regime at Stanford. So, right. I, but I don't think it's just about the rest of the conference. I mean, because right now this Michigan team just isn't as good as those Stanford teams, regardless of who they're playing against. QB. Yeah. So it's a quarterback is big. Also, offensive line, I think, is the biggest difference. Those Stanford offensive lines, even continuing past Harbaugh, have been incredible. And yeah. They just can't get an offensive line working at Michigan right now. They're they got rid of Tim Drevno and um, hired a new uh, the the former Ohio State co offense coordinator um, Warner I think is his name. So Ed Warner, yeah. yeah. So hopefully that will improve things for Michigan and and like you say, Shea Patterson. I think Harbaugh is going to get it turned around. Um, yep. But yeah, I'm not quite. I'm not sure why he hasn't been as successful at Michigan so far, offensively at least. Next up, at Braden Hodges has two questions. First one, he always has two questions. He throws in a second he one does. that is usually a funny one, usually is trying to cause a rift between the brothers. Maybe he doesn't like the podcast. He's trying to get us <laughs> to quit, but you'll see when we get to it. The first one is, 
If you could go to any team stadium you have not visited yet, where would you go? Um, I would say Death Valley, Tiger Stadium, and LCO. That's what I would say. That's wow. mine too. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Well, because I had to go SEC. I've never been to an SEC game. Yep. So if or, they're playing Alabama on a night yep. game, that'd be awesome. Let's go together, Ryan. Or Auburn. Auburn. Auburn would be cool too. That's fine. I mean, wow. I said LSU as well, but I no way. It was right. It was right behind Kansas. Oh, of course. Yeah, but, got it. Yeah. No, but but yeah, no. I swear, I I LSU would probably be mine as well. I I will say, I I did get to go to a Georgia game. That was a blast. So after after Georgia, I might go LSU. You guys, you guys do have to go to Madison though sometime. Oh yeah, I'd yeah. like to go there too. So guys, we all said Navy was one of our favorite teams. Yeah. yeah. We all said LSU. We'd like to go to a game there. So that means we got to do it. But that no wonder we also all got um, our dad's steak for Father's dad's Day. Dad's steaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We're clearly all on the <laughs> yeah. same page. All right. So his follow-up question: Which brother is the parents' favorite? I'm gonna take this one first. I'm gonna call it a tie because I just. If you guys say any other brother, I just emotionally don't think I can handle that. So please don't. Yeah. Oh. But what if it's you? Even that. Even that. Ba- I can't handle that. You're the baby. Then there's like pressure. I don't I don't want that either. <laughs> but the baby can do anything wrong and we'll still love him the most. That's true. Okay, I can live with that. And we we've know from experience. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> Braden, Braden, it's a tie. It's a tie. That's it. Sorry. All right. At stop you are try, looking Stop tries it. He's trying to cause a rift, man. He is. He is. I swear. <laughs> he did. Last question. Didn't he ask who the smartest was or something? Or who's the biggest nerd? The biggest maybe? nerd. Yeah. He's just, he's, he's, I don't like yeah. him. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Braden. We love you. <laughs> At You Are Looking Live asks Before season preview season starts, I would like to hear your opinions on the value of the season preview article. What do you think, Trey? There are, there's a ton of them out there. And the ones that I'm usually turned off by are the ones that, where they predict each team's record by game, and they they kind of go game by game. Yeah, they're yeah. they're fun to do hypothetically, but no one knows what teams are going to be as the season goes along, what injuries are going to occur, what players are going to step up. So that's a crapshoot for the most part. I find more value in the previews that talk about depth, experience, strengths and weaknesses of certain position groups. Yeah. So, you know, for instance, I want to know if a team's offensive or defensive line is inexperienced. Like, that's a big thing for me. So those are the articles that I, I tend to lean towards. What? Uh, so those are the articles that turn you off. Which ones turn you on? <laughs> <laughs> I really, I would like to hear that. Yeah, well. Bill Connolly? Is it Bill Connolly's articles? No, I... They get me I, going a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it turns me on when, when my wife's boyfriend <laughs> sells his prosthetic leg to do a college football podcast. It's just, yeah. it really is amazing. Did your, did your wife's boyfriend, uh, take her out to dinner so you could have the, the place to yourself for a little while? I really did. Yeah. It's the least he could do. So I appreciate it. Well, no, it didn't, didn't she, t- didn't he take her on a trip to Orlando? You, you, yeah. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah, you're all alone there. <laughs> Let's move on, Ryan. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, season preview articles. I mean, I think it's cool for us, like people that just want more and more information. The more we get, the better we feel that we want more, we crave more. So, but does it make much of a difference? Not really. It's a crapshoot. You never know what's going to happen. So, 
but I'll read anything. Yeah, but it just, to me, it just makes the season more fun. The more I know, the more kind of players I'm aware of, strengths and weaknesses of teams, like you said, Trey, just more fun to follow. Like we, starting in two weeks, are about two weeks, are going to be starting our season preview episodes. So we're going to go conference by conference. I think each episode will be maybe a different division of each conference or or the whole conference. And we'll just go through what we what we just said here, you know, go through the strengths and weaknesses, the players that are going to step up. So yeah, hopefully that'll be informative. Okay, let's get to the question. We'll finish, guys. All right. At C.E. Hildebrand asks, which current player or head coach would survive the longest in the Mad Max universe and who would be the least likely to survive? So... I have never seen Mad Max. Have you guys seen Mad Max? I can't. I haven't seen it. No. We're losers. I just, it looks good. I honestly had to just read the plot real quick online before, when I saw this question. Yeah, I watched like a preview of it. I mean, I remember it being out and people liking it, but yeah. it just kind of looks like a wasteland, kind of every man for himself type deal, apocalyptic maybe yeah. type deal. So I'm going with Gary Patterson because he is the most successful with the least resources so i feel like that would be helpful ah well played. for the inverse reason i think the worst would be jim McElwain because of what he did at florida with all those resources and failing for humping a shark yeah that too that's that probably wouldn't help <laughs> we'd be trying to <laughs> kill these other guys and be like jim get off that shark <laughs> all right um i'm gonna say the person that would thrive the most would be jim harbaugh just because he's kind of insane so i think he could mentally deal with it like it wouldn't phase him yeah um and then the least likely to survive i'm gonna say mike leach just because he'd piss somebody off and he'd, he'd get <laughs> Ooh, killed mike real leach quick. is in the news yeah <laughs> uh, sorry yeah. had to bring him up that's a whole other topic but i'm gonna say the person that would thrive would be pj fleck i think his youth and passion could get him through the times and his self-motivation and leadership i think it would just piss other people off uh, it, he, well if he finds himself in the water he knows what to do he would row the boat yeah exactly he, <laughs> he would row the boat so that would help him uh and then the least likely to survive would be bill snyder and i don't say this because of his age or his physical prowess but more because he isn't the type really that's going to seek revenge or have much hostility he would instead probably write a letter to his enemies and offer congratulations <laughs> on their achievements yeah that's not yeah. good no. no a class of 2019 cornerback named storm duck just committed to <laughs> north carolina nice which current college football player has the best name all right, I'm going to say Q Drennan, wide receiver from New Mexico. That's pretty good. That's pretty it's good. Just, it's Q, it's Q um, with an apostrophe. I saw Hassan Defense plays corner for Kansas. So he's got defense in his name. So he Nice. And there was also a Woodford Lankford. <laughs> he's an offensive lineman for Toledo. That's a solid one. It sounds like some good charcoal or something. Yes. <laughs> I'm going Arkansas. They have a freshman linebacker named Bumper Pool. Bumper, Bumper Pool. Bumper wow. Pool. And there, there was an article about it, and it was like, oh, find out the crazy reason why he's named Bumper Pool. And it's the whole story was just his dad really liked Bumper Pool growing up. And he's like, I'm going to wow, name my kid wow. Bumper Pool. <laughs> And he the, did it. <laughs> I have an honorable mention. There was there was a kid. A kid. I don't think he's there anymore. I think he might have just graduated from Eastern Michigan. His name was Lion King, but I think it was like Leon, maybe. Ooh, that's it was good. Spelled Lion, and then King was his last name. Ah. Uh, but I'm not sure how you pronounce the first name though. Right. It was literally spelled Lion King. James Laurinaitis posted on Instagram. 
that during a round of golf, Jim Trestle trolled a Michigan fan after he hit it short on a par three by saying, typical Michigan, coming up just short. So let's give our listeners some ammo that they might be able to use against their against their rivals on the golf course. So I'll start here because I think I've got a really good one. So you, you want to be clever here, right? So if you're an Auburn fan and you're golfing with an Alabama fan and the Alabama fan hits it on the green, you could say something like, Hey, why don't you go f- yourself, man? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's yeah, that right. Would, that would do yeah. the trick. Wow! <laughs> wow! I, well, <laughs> all right. Well, how about this? A little more PC version of the Auburn Alabama one. An Auburn fan gets a hole in one in front of a Bama fan, but they don't want it to be called a hole in one. They want to say War Eagle, War Eagle. Mm. I like it. I like it. I've got a few others. I can keep going. Right? <laughs> All right. So, go, go for fire, it. So, fire. So Army fan is playing with a Navy fan. The Navy fan hits it in the water. The Army fan says, you can't always play in the water, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so bad. So, if Notre Dame fan hits oh, one in the bushes, an SC fan could say, it reminds me of that time when we had the bush push. Nice. Okay. These. these. Now, okay. now <laughs> if I was a Florida State fan and I played with a Miami fan, I would wide never right, wide right. miss a putt wide right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I you you took a wide right one for me. That's that's for sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's fine. That's fine. I'll just I'll go with the this. You you had some. You you went with it, Trey. That was that was good. Um, was it though? <laughs> was it? I know he tried. I liked it. Um, if I was an OU fan and I lost to Texas, what 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 would I say? Boomer. Well, you still lost to Kansas. Oh, of course, oh. of course. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, if. If you're a Texas fan and the Oklahoma fan hits it left into the bushes, you say, hook him. He hooked him. Oh, see, why did you hold that one in the holster? Yeah, I, don't I don't know. It just came to me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. All right. All right. That was good, guys. That was very good. That'll do it for the College Football Bros podcast. Any closing thoughts, guys? Nah, I just can't, I'm, can't wait for those season preview episodes, baby. All right, looking forward to it. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And sh- should I have Bruce? Should I have Bruce do close us out again? I it's got to be a tradition now. I'd be honored if Bruce could. All right, take it away, Bruce. Cushy socks and soft underwear, man, it just makes a guy feel great. <laughs> You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast. Email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.